0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dog That Podcast. I'm Daniel Freese. That is David Neal. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to my Mirror YouTube page, like, share, comment, give your thoughts below, um, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Real important juicy stuff. Um, all right, so first wave of free agency is kind of over. It's been a week since, uh, obviously, been a recent quarter of a week since free agency started. The uh, Dolphins are very, very active in the first couple of days. Past couple of days, things started to kind of die down. They have been making some moves, most recently, uh, agreeing the terms to bring back Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, they signed another outside linebacker, Malik Reed, who's with Big Banjo over the weekend. So the Dolphins still making moves, but obviously, the big wave, first wave of moves, I mean, all the money has been spent for the most part. Um, and want to recap all of that, give our thoughts, and really get a sense of where this team is. Now, as we're about, what is it, March 21st, maybe about a month away from the draft. The Dolphins don't have any picks, or well, they have four picks. But they don't really have any picks. But nonetheless, they're going to be adding some players uh, through the draft. And then we start to get into, you know, rookie camp, OTAs, whatnot. And then we're a couple of months away from training camp. So uh, let's take a step back. Let's look at all the moves the Dolphins have made. Uh, they really – I mean, they actually have addressed every single side of the ball, offense, defense, and even special teams, bringing, a new, bringing in a new punter, Jake Bailey. Um, they also added uh, Braxton Barrows, who obviously played at UM – um, could be a new return specialist. You know, they needed some juice in the return game. Uh, he comes as maybe a new offensive uh, you know, weapon uh, return specialist. The on the offensive side of the ball, they've also added Mike White to be a potential backup, uh, tight end Eric Saubert, offensive line Dan, offensive lineman Dan Feeney. I believe that's it on the offensive side. But on the defensive side, which I really want to touch on, is where I think they really made some strides. i um, obviously getting Jalen Ramsey. Uh, before free Open, but I'm sticking to the free agent signings, um, bringing in linebacker David Long, uh, safety Sean Elliott. Um, they made a whole bunch of other moves in terms of re-signing, bringing back a lot of guys like Nick Needham, uh among them. Um, but I want to start there with, um, you know, what do we think is the the biggest move so far, the most impactful move outside of Jalen Ramsey? We, we know that that's their big major move of the offseason, um, but you know, taking in the signings, re-signings. Um, I really look on that defense side of the ball um, where I did expect a lot of turnover. Like we said last week, um, you bring in Vic Fangio, you bring in a new defensive coordinator, you need guys to fit that. I think we even saw that um, you know, a couple of days ago when they signed Malik Reed. Um, he was an undrafted guy, kind of, a guy that I wasn't on my radar, probably not on a lot of people's radar, um, but he had his best season under Vic Fangio. So you want to bring in guys who fit the system, who know the system. I think they've done just that. Um, I think that specifically with the signing of David Long, I think that – I don't know if I want to say that that's their, their best signing or he's going to be like their their most important player because we know how impactful Jameau Ramsey is going to be in this defense. Um, but I, you know, I go back to a couple weeks ago before free agency started where when I said – I'd love to see them get like a a standout middle linebacker, somebody to really like be the captain of that defense. Um, we you know Landon Roberts was that for so many, for so many uh seasons. He went off to Pittsburgh. Um his skill set was a bit limited in terms of being an every down linebacker. He was really that thumper, that early down guy, that guy that was pretty good against the run. Um, but in this defense, uh, you know, they they need somebody that can do it all. Um, Jerome Baker has his specific skill set. Um, but I really like the addition of David Long because he really can do it all. He can run, he can cover, uh, he can blitz a little bit, he can play it. on I mean, he, he really can't do it all. Uh, you know, you can look at up, you can look up a whole bunch of different stats that show how effective he is, you know, run defense, run, run stuff rate, coverage, passer rating, all that. I mean, uh he, he really can. And a lot of people are saying, well, like why did why were the Dolphins believe to get him for so cheap? I believe it was a two-year 10 million, $11 million dollar deal. The only question about him is health. And obviously that's a, that's a big if we've talked about that a lot with Tua, a lot with other guys on this roster. Um but the one the one thing about him is just not being able to stay healthy. I mean I don't believe he's played an entire season. Um, I think he's played he started about 21 games uh the past two seasons because of injuries. You know, whether uh, I think it was a hamstring that limited him uh, the final games, of, final five games of last year, um, he's had a lot of soft tissue stuff, which you never want to hear when you're in Miami, because we know uh, how that was with Devontae Parker, kind of bothering him being in and out of the lineup. But nonetheless, if he's in the lineup, uh, it, you, you have a you have a, a top end middle linebacker, um, and, and you look at all three phases of the defense, um, you got difference makers. Um, you know, we know the defensive line of Christian Wilkins, um, Zach Sealer, Emmanuel Ogba, when healthy, um, outside linebacker Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, middle linebacker. I think we have two guys who can be, who can be difference makers in, in their roles. I think Jerome Baker in a very defined role, whether it's blitzing, whether it's kind of running sideline and sideline, I think he can be very, very effective. Obviously, i have talked a lot about David Lung, and then we know how great the secondary is, um, or on paper it is, or how paper it should be. On paper, how good it should be with, you know, that duo of Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, you got Javon Harlan, who's really coming into into his own. Um, And then we'll kind of see what happens with that second uh, safety spot, because I think that's really, that's that's one thing that's actually really interesting. And obviously, when we get down to like training camp, I'll really dive into that. But I just find that really interesting, um, because instead of, and and what I've noticed in the first week of of free agency was that the safety market was very, very bare. I mean, there were not a lot of safeties that were getting paid a lot. I think Jesse Bates uh went to the Falcons. I think he may have signed for like 16 mil. But outside of him, there weren't a lot of safeties that were getting paid. Uh, you know, there was a lot of smoke about um, you know, Jordan Poyer coming from the Bills to Miami. He kind of flirted with that. He kind of talked about that. Ultimately, he ended up going back to Buffalo on a deal that like wasn't too crazy. Like, I don't I don't think it was anything that the Dolphins couldn't have paid. They just decided not to pay it. Um, but so the Dolphins essentially they they get a guy, Deshaun Elliott, who I know from my days back in Baltimore um, he was most most recently with the Lions the past couple of seasons um, you know he he kind of has that, that versatility where he can play deep he has the athleticism to play deep um, you know he he's really aggressive he can come up and make some tackles he's a big hitter um, so you kind of have like like a big group of guys who whether it's Deshaun Elliott, Roman McKinley who stepped in as an undrafted rookie Brandon Jones coming off his uh, his torn ACL um, you have like a whole bunch of guys who can you know Feel that role of the second safety. Um, but I really do like what they did with David Long, Get somebody who is at the center of, of the defense and he's going to be asked to do a lot because of the capability to do a lot. Um, overall, I think that I'd probably give this first – I don't want to, like, kind of put a cap on free agency because there's still players out there that could be added and moves to be made. Um, but if I have to put, like, a grade for week one, this kind of first wave of free agency, I'll probably give it, like, an A-. minus. And the one thing that's like preventing it from being an A is maybe not addressing the offensive line in a way, in a manner that, uh, you know, is complete. You know, we've talked about that a lot. Um, I'll say like, it's clear. And again, what I kind of, what I said came to fruition where I was like, I don't think, I think the Dolphins should target a starting right tackle or starting left guard, but I don't think they will. And today they haven't, I mean, I'm not really sure what else is out there in terms of like legitimate starting, uh, you know, offensive lineman. I mean, I think that at this point you're kind of getting marginal, I'm not getting marginal, you know, increases in production. I, I'm not really sure about that. But I didn't expect them to. Um, so I think the one thing that's kind of keeping it from being like an A-plus smashing warrant success, it's not addressing the offensive line, but I didn't expect them to. Uh, what are your thoughts on this first week of free agency? Well, I, to
1: you. I mean, well, yeah, I kind of said it all right there. Yeah, 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 it's my fault. Um, Didn't leave a brother a lot to say here. Um, No, uh, no. David Long is probably the most important person that they've signed because you know you're not going to have a great defense if you don't have that solid middle linebacker. You don't have that. If you don't have that you know, that guy in the middle of guiding everything and doing, you know, playing the role that pretty much every great defense has had, you know, for the last, what, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 years since they began playing like a 4-3. Um, and no matter what incarnation before 4-3 three or 3-4 three, you play, you're still going to need that guy in the middle who can play run, pass, direct, um, you know, kind of your guy who can, uh, you know, he can be your, he can be your Stevie Wonder on talking book and and intervisions. He's gonna play all, you know, he can sing and he's gonna play all the instruments too. Um, uh, actually, music in my mind also, but uh, you know, um, the offensive line, uh if they don't if they didn't see anything they don't like you know what i say don't don't buy something you're not crazy about just because it's on sale and especially if you're going to you know use it as the main as a you know main course with the main course you know or when you're starting lineup you know uh you know figure something else out but you know, don't buy something just because it's on sale. And yeah, the defense obviously it looks like they shortened up a lot of spots, and they've you know they plugged a they filled in holes, um. And so, it, I mean, it looks about as good. I will call you know, obviously. Yeah, you, know, you get you get in this the, the you know winning the off season. Um you know the dolphins look like they've, you know, they've won the, you know, they've not for the not for the first time, look like they've won the off season.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and I would say it's an A if you were to give it a grade.
0: You're
1: going higher than me. I minus. You're going higher than me. Because, you know, I don't know that you can't – yeah, it would be nice to have them address the offensive line, but is that something that was really available to them? Um, If it's not available to you and it doesn't make sense for you to do it with what's there, then don't do it. And figure something else out. So, you know, you can't penalize someone for sometimes, you know – you can't penalize someone for not for making a smart move that's not, you know, it's like when you, yeah. you know, you, it's sort of like, you know, how, how, you know, people in their late thirties, they say, Oh, you know, why have they ever been married? Well, maybe they've been smart enough to not get married to, to that point. Maybe, you know, maybe they've made good decisions. Maybe they shouldn't have been married to that point. <laughs> Same thinking, you know, <laughs> you know, maybe they're not ready yet. Now, you know, now they're ready. You know, maybe they they didn't make the bad decision that somebody else made, you know. Um, so, and, uh, you know, it's the old saw in sports. Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make. Sometimes the best signings you make are the ones mm, you don't. That's true. So, that's true. Um, again, uh, so yeah, it's tentative, of course, the tentative A. And it's, you know, it's this is all speculation and monopoly money until, you know, People get out there and start hitting each other on a Sunday, but um, yeah, you you'd like to think that you know you know the signing you know putting him on the you know putting him opposite Bradley Chubb in Big Fangio's defense. Okay, you're going to get the production you got out of him before, um, and maybe and hopefully also you're going to get a little more out of Bradley Chubb than you got after the trade deadline, that's, yeah. you gotta, you gotta hope that, um,
0: gotta stay healthy too.
1: You, you gotta, gotta yeah, healthy. obviously, obviously health is, you know, uh, so, and that's, and that's a, you know, <laughs> that's not a light concern with the Dolphins because they've had, you know, some of their players that some of the key players have injury issues. And so, you know, it looks, you know, looks Looks great. I, I like what they've done so far. I'm interested to see, even though they don't have many draft picks, I'm interested to see what they do with those draft picks. I'm interested to see. I'm even interested to see what they do in undrafted free agency. Because um, there's always one or two of those guys that you know pop yeah. up roster. They had that, they had that last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah maybe surprise you know, and surprise you know. Maybe surprise you. You know, maybe that's maybe that's where your you know your next right tackle comes from. Who knows. Um, So, you know, it's, you know, fine enough job for where we are. And so now you move forward and you you try to make the most of what, you know, not even a handful of the picks, you know. Yeah, I think they got four. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I got say, there's right, right, so uh, right about
0: where they had last year after they traded some Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, uh, it'll, no, it'll be it'll no. be a light weekend for me, and I'm not I'm not We're, complaining at all. I was
1: gonna say light <laughs> light weekend. Only oh, they're only gonna skip you one meal at the Dolphins facility. Maybe yeah, some snacks
0: last year. That no, no last year they only gave you some snacks.
1: So you know, I'll,
0: I'll eat some brownies. No, 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 they gave no, they gave some meal and some snacks. My bad. Maybe not short change first class first class dining you know we had we had some nice meals we had uh some some sweets to to take us through the entire weekend you know we're working hard hardly right. grinding uh yeah so uh like yeah like like i said four picks not going to be a ton of action but you know there's gonna be moves and some decisions to be made um you know, up until next next month's draft. Uh, one last thing before we take a break on off the offensive line. Um, I, again, I, I think that Chris Beard definitely foreshadowed some of the moves that they made. He's, he's not only spoke highly of uh, you know, the current guys, some of the young guys that they have, named Eichenberg, Austin Jackson, but also some of the veterans that they that they had, and they did bring some of them back. You know, they signed Kendall Lamb, who played like. One half of the Patriots game before he got hurt. Jeron Christian, who's a younger guy who they who they got late in the year, and then obviously the, the one outside move is, is Dan Feeney, who um the, the contract details came out. I mean, it's a one year three million dollar deal, so he, he kind of projects as like a maybe like a backup center guard, but I mean, I guess I wouldn't discount him potentially you know pushing for that left guard spot. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not an expensive deal, but it's not one of those kind of just pick pick you got pick you off the street type of investment bet minimum deals. So we'll see what happens uh, once they really start practicing. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back to the other side of things, uh, we're going to put the Dolphins offense and the Dolphins defense, the the new revamped versions of these units after agency, and we're going to talk about which unit we expect more out of in 2023. We're going to take a short break. Stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and that podcast with David Neil talking to all things dolphins. So in the first half, uh, we're breaking down our thoughts on the first week. free agency, obviously, second, third waves coming. And I might gotta add, uh, the dolphins, as a lot of you know, they're getting $13.6 million dollars, but not till June 1st as a result of releasing Brian Jones because of the cap designation, the release designation. They're getting $13.6 million dollars, so that's not gonna be available, but that's not gonna be available till June 1st. So there's potential. For you know, some additional moves to be made, you know, later on up in the offseason before training camp opens. We you know they got Melvin Ingram a couple of weeks before training camp. So uh, you know, there's still moves to be made, but as of now, the Dolphins have kind of passed this first wave of free agency. Uh, and I wanna you know start the second half with with taking a look at both units, because uh, we have we have had some kind of utterances and mentions of super team. I don't I don't think this is that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. go that far. I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. But this is definitely. This is definitely a very talented team. I'm not saying it's a super team, but some people were kind of just throwing out that. I mean, they. Well, I'll say this. They have. They they have been. Slow down. <laughs> but I'll say this: the Dolphins have definitely been acquiring star talent. You know, we got right. J, Jalen Ramsey, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb, Tua Armstead. We got some budding kind of stars, and uh, Jalen Waddle and Javon Holland and some other guys, but. But the point is, this is a very talented group, but I was curious, like, which group are we expecting more? Do we expect uh, to, to be better? I mean, in 2022, this was a, a very, very, very good, I mean, a great offense. There's no way to share it. was a great offense. When Tua was under center, Um, their top three in points, uh, excuse me, yards per play, Um, 11th in points. Obviously, Tua missed games. Um. On the defense side of the ball, they struggled, as we all know, which kind of led, led to this overhaul. Um, bottom ten in points allowed. Um, I believe fourteenth in yards per play. Um, but again, there's been an influx of uh talent on the defensive side, Jalen Ramsey, uh David Long. We talked about some others. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, as we said, there's a lot of continuity, but there are having a couple of departures, especially on the side of the ball. Mike Casey, who um, was you know off is often used, though, seldom used. Uh, in his one year with Mike McDaniel, seldom used. Um, he's headed to the Patriots, uh, so they're still going to see Mike Kaseki and the Gritty in the AFC East, uh, but it's going to be with their division rival. Trent Shurfield, who was kind of uh, more of an anonymous uh roster addition this time last year but he ended up being their number three wide receiver um really good blocker for them kind of a trusted pass catcher with Jalen waddle and tariq who recovered he's going on to the Bills. everyone's linking it with the ops i don't know what's going on You got a lot of linking it with the ops this offseason uh but nonetheless some changes on the offensive side of the ball um what unit are you expecting more from i mean this is it the offense the defense and i'm gonna say i'm gonna say with the caveat that Tua is healthy because I know that's a that's a big caveat. Well, <laughs> the
1: caveat that Tua
0: the, is healthy, it, which you did in,
1: in, the, in the ga- in the games where Tua is healthy. If you take the sliders off,
0: no injuries
1: on there. Well, well, no, no, have... no, 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 no. Let's let's deal in this reality. Let's deal in this world. Um, on this earth, you know, you know, um, on this earth, Tua hasn't played seventeen games, so. I get to say it this way. When he is healthy, I expect more from the offense because they have shown what they can be. And they've, I mean, they've shown what they are when he is healthy. Um, you know, when he's not healthy, well, you know, they, they haven't been tear Well, that, yeah, jet, that, that jets, <laughs> th- those two jets games were pretty brutal. Yeah, um, pretty, the offense was pretty yeah, pretty
0: bad. Those pretty are bad.
1: hard. Those are hard. Those were easy to delete off the DVR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I expect more from the offense. The, the defense it, again looks good. Looks like you got a lot of pieces there. That now it's you know are they all going to fit together right the, the way we think? they should and um football as much as you know as much as any other sport uh game team game is a team game and it's not you know it's not an all-star game yeah, yeah. um but but one thing i one thing i'll say is
0: that i don't think that they've had any like major major departures that have been like like really derailed the, the unit in kind of year two of the scheme with McDaniel, but I say, um, th- I think there is something to be said for teams having more film, being a little better prepared. I'm not saying this is like a, like a wildcat; it's not like a gimmicky offense. But I think there is something to be said for like, okay, now we've seen teams are, are going into another season where they've had like a year's worth of, of film on you know the key players, the scheme, what they like to do, and I, I think that we even hear this from McDaniel in the coming weeks. And so, especially when you know spring workouts start, but like. They have to evolve. The offense has to evolve. You know, obviously, they're, obviously they're going to be based in you know what they want to do, but they have to evolve if they want to improve. I mean, I don't know how much more improvement you can be from third and points per uh, yards per play and whatnot. Um, but, they, but they have to evolve. Do you think that they've done enough to be able to evolve, you know, in different well, types of ways? Well, they,
1: well, they have to they have to evolve, but, and that's on McDaniel. That's on your coach, on how on how they because the players are who they are. That's true. Okay. Yeah. And their their talents are what they are. And, you know, you chose to bring them back. Okay, fine. You know what you want your identity to be and what you, you know, you want your base self to be. But now, you know, what other masks can you put on when you need to put those masks on to, you know, be be somebody else or be a little bit of somebody else when you need to, and that's that's on McDaniel, and uh, this is going to be an interesting offseason as much, for, really, for him, and this season is going to be very interesting for him. You know, okay, yeah, they get yeah, they got a year, a film on you. Some things that worked, some things that didn't. Some games where you, you know, like the San Diego game where you did get didn't get anything going, or you know, the two Jets games. Um, well, because you you playing backups, but uh, he really didn't get anything going even by backup standards. And so, you know, how do you evolve? How do you prepare for, okay, we want to do this. You're going to do this. So now we get, so now if you do this, then we're going to, we're going to do this. To keep you honest or keep you in the defense we want you in so we can do what we like to do. and how can we continue to dictate to you as as an offense? That's on Mike McDaniel and um I you know I hope he's got some answers um you know that's that's why you're there. That's why you're true. giving it shoot,
0: but, but I will say one thing I'll say is I look at maybe the one deficiency in the offense last year and that was the running game. Um, you know, I'm not going to get too much in the weeds of it, but I think that, you know, the, the, the raw production was maybe lacking because they, they just didn't run the ball. I but also wonder like, why didn't they run the ball as much? Like, was it cause they didn't feel confident in it? Cause they felt better about passing more, um, you know there's a lot of talk about whether the Dolphins should target like a big name running back. And you know, it seems like they were. They did kind of make some calls on Dalvin Cook and maybe some others, but they pretty much ran it back with the entire running back. Group. They signed all four running backs that they had last year. Um, so you sign all three running backs, and Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert were very productive, like on a yards per carry average by the end of the season. Um, but you sign all four running backs back and you don't make significant upgrades to the offensive line. What proof is there? to show that you know what reason is there to believe that this running game is going to be marginally better than it was last year That's what, the one thing that's I think
1: what's that what's that tell you that the Fred office was thinking the problem was the offensive line but well the the the, the offensive line or may, maybe hey hey Mike you, you, you kind of fell in love with you kind of fell in love with the pass a little bit I mean the pass is pretty good, so
0: yeah, 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 yeah well, I, don't, I don't blame.
1: You're, you're good. You're good, but you have to know how to shift gears. You have to know how to shift gears. Yeah. The best coaches know how to shift gears, and you know, yeah, it's tempting to you know this design almost every play to sheet. Gee, how can we get the ball to Tyreek or Jalen in an open space, but. You know, there's, all you know, what happens if you can only do that a couple times a game? And what happens when that's not what you need? What you need is to pound the rock a little bit and give your defense a rest. You know, what you need is to run, you know, run some clock and run a good four minute drill and get out of here and go home with a win. You know. There, I think there are times, and I I think this happens. I see, you know, I think this happens. This isn't just a McDaniel thing, but I think this happens throughout the NFL, except for your dedicated, real dedicated running teams, you know, Philadelphia, Baltimore. I don't know, (laughs) it might not be too many others, but they just, you get into this kind of, Tunnel. Yeah, tunnel vision. vision. Yeah,
0: tunnel vision. Uh,
1: okay. What how are we gonna do how, how, Like and, and look, you I just, you know, it just reminds me of you see it at you see it happen, and you're sitting there as as you know, as an observer going, How? How? You know, and, and you and it happens to coaches in big games, it happens to coaches in big games. It's why the Falcons don't have a Super Bowl ring, they don't have a Super Bowl trophy because they they it was like they all of a sudden forgot. Hey, you know, if you run the ball a little bit, that clock's going to move faster, and they can't move the ball in big chunks down the field. They already they're already down time out, so you know maybe you ought to do that. And it's nice to have Julio Jones over there, but you know, you know, run the ball a little bit, you know, yeah, third and one, don't go back in the shotgun, and you know, have Devontae Freeman, you know, throw a lookout block on somebody, you know, I, but. You get I, coaches. I think in today's NFL, just kind of get they kind of forget. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. We we can do this. Yeah, and we can stay with it. And maybe we should stay with it. And you know, sometimes it's you know it takes more patience than some coaches have, and uh, particularly young coaches. I'd uh, say young coaches, but you know, I think old coaches can get just as impatient. Sometimes, coach's personality. Yeah. Um. So, I I think that they're kind of there's an identification that yeah, you know, maybe the guys we have can do the job. We just need to try to let them, you know, give them the chance to do the job more often, and don't get freaked out when. Okay, he ran the ball. This you you know, just general running play gets one or two yards, and now you're in second and eight. Okay, well this isn't Canadian football. You know, you still got two more downs. You know, you you can you know, you can try it a couple more times. Go crazy. You know, run the ball on third and four. I mean, everybody's setting up to setting up their you know setting up a pass defense. You're going to tell me you can't every. Every now and then, rip off a you know, not even just a draw play. Heck, you know, sometimes a basic off tackle play when they're just not you know when everybody's getting ready to you know pass rush or trap play. I mean, something like that. I, I just, I th- I think that, and I, and I like the way their running backs run. So, I, I just think they need to give them, you know more chances to do that. And I think it'll make, you know, your dangerous guys on the outside all the more effective when you can do that. And it'll also give your defense a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a, you know, breather when they you get into these games where, you know, you know, somebody drives the ball down the field on you for, you know, 70, 80 yards and then, you know, you go one pass first down, one pass incomplete. You know, short run with yeah. third, third. You know, you you go four, not three and out. You go four and out. <laughs> you know, there's not much of an improvement except for field, maybe a little bit of field position. And then you know, here you are going. Your defense is coming back on the field. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, no know. one one of the sore spots really for them was the, the third and short. I know, especially after the second Bills game. That was something I wrote about something I asked McDaniel about. Something a lot of fans were bothering about the fact that like they get into these third and like two, third and three, third and one. It's like they they either can't run and convert it or they choose not to and they're not able to or they choose to pass and then and, and they don't they don't convert that way. So I think that's something as well that they gotta uh, they, they gotta find some answers to. And maybe it does lie with the offensive me they talked about how we, we talked about it a lot. You got to get that continuity with the offensive line. And you have a lot of guys in and out of the lineup you just don't have that level of confidence that all five are going to work in sync. Um, so you know sometimes it is a little easier to just drop back and hope that Tyree Kill and Jalen get open because they usually do than hoping that you know you have five guys who maybe don't have that level of comfort, um, familiarity and continuity, you know, executing their blocks um, you know, at, at a high level to, to kind of convert on the ground.
1: It also, but also because of mindset thing. It really does become a mindset thing of whether, of of how good you are at you know, converting those I, it's a mindset but it's, you know, maybe it's also coaching because um, mm-hmm. on the flip side of the ball, there are certain defensive coaches, Belichick is one of them, who coach short yardage very well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and on the other side of the ball uh I remember those, you know, back when those, you know, you have those Brady-Manning games in the 2000s, how many times you would – and you, you, this would be played out in the stats you saw every week uh, – how many times there were key plays that were short-yardage plays that, you know, the Colts just they, – they weren't a short-yardage team. That year, Manning had 49 TD passes in Indianapolis – he had a whole. He had a bunch of one yarders. Why? Well, look at their look at their look at their rate of conversion on third and one. It, it was like fifty percent. So, that, I think that team's mentality they 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 weren't good at it, and they kind of never got good at it for a few years until you know a few years later, and it became a mental thing. And you know, I think the Dolphins need to. You know, get in the habit of you know, converting some of those early on in the season and early on in games and establish, okay, look, you know, you know, when we need it, we're gonna get it. Yeah, Jim the late Jim Mandich uh used to say, one of my coaches would always tell me, There's going to come a time in a game every game where you have to gain. One yard, and I always think about that with you. You get these big, you know, some big third and one situation, and your team can't get it, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's it." You know, you need to develop that mentality um, of being able to do it, and I don't think the Dolphins ever developed that mentality that last year. I don't think they gave themselves a chance to develop that mentality. So, and, yeah. you know, it also, it also might be they're you know, maybe they're not good enough at it. Maybe they don't have, maybe they don't have the person, maybe they don't have good, maybe the offensive line isn't good enough. But, I, you know, uh, looking at the way those running backs run, I got to think, you know, you can, I don't think the problem's with the backs if, if it's personnel.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mostert and Wilson were averaging about close to like 4.5, 4.7. 4. like they were, they were, they were very, very efficient. Um, for me, it's not, and, and they, and you know, we, we've seen, we've seen spurts of it, we've seen it in, in moments. You know, whether it was the Cleveland game, whether it was that second Bills game um, where um, Raheem Mostert really, I mean, he broke off the sixty yard, and he was just running hard the entire night. So they, they've had moments there. It's just a matter of the consistency and for me and kind of echoing some stuff that McDaniel said, said about in the past, it's not about necessarily like hitting a certain number. It's not about hitting like 30 rushing attempts per game, 25, 35. It's, it's not about like, oh, we got to run this amount of times a game to like be successful overall. It's about like the efficiency and like when we need, like you said, when we need to convert, we're able to do it. When we, are facing third and two, third and one. You have that faith that you can hand it off. Your offensive line is going to block well, and the running backs are going to get it. Um, you know, th- like the the ethos of this team is like it's, it's it is it is who it is. Like when you get Tyree, when you have Tyree Kill and Jay um, you know you're it's kind of like a dereliction of duty to not to not to, to not throw the ball, um, you know, and not try to get the ball in their hand. So I understand that, but again, um, it's not about the volume to me. It's about just the efficiency. Um, and again, uh, there. When you bring up when you bring back all four running backs, I mean, you're, you're signaling that they're not the issue. Um, so you know you, you didn't make any upgrades to the offensive line. Um, you know you're you're really you're really banking on not only you know the guys you have in place being you know the guys to get it done, but also as well as you know they made a change on on the offensive line offensive line coach getting in Butch Berry. You know part of from Matt Avalon. So you're really banking on um, that. Right there. I mean, I don't want to say I can make or break the offense, um, but it definitely could, you know, decide whether this is an offense that stays where it's at, you know, improves or whether it regresses. Because uh, we know how injuries and kind of struggles on that on that unit uh, you know, kind of derailed the offense at times. So we're both we're both starting with the offense as the unit that we expect to to be better. But I mean, I think there's the potential on the defensive side.
1: No, like, I, I, yeah, I think like I, that. I, I, I mean, I mean, I think that there's, the, a, there's the, a
0: lot, there's a lot more room for improvement there. I mean, when you're,
1: Well, yeah, but the, but you know, we should expect more from the offense because they've done it, and you know, it's the same same folks back another year, you know, another year in the system, blah blah blah. You know, this there is no reason that they shouldn't look, yeah, I think even better because right? the players should be even more comfortable in it.
0: That's a real that's a real hot bar to clear though. That's a real high bar to clear from what they were last year.
1: Well, yeah. So... I feel you. I I mean, you know, if you're... Yeah, it's a high bar to clear, but if you're the type of team that, you know, is thinking large and is thinking big and is thinking, you know, you're going, you're going to contend for, you know, the big trophy. Well, so, you know, that that you should have the, the mindset of, okay, we can be better. We can improve. We can be a better unit. Cause I mean, they, you, know, <laughs> you know, obviously they can be a better unit. Yeah, I mean you never hit, so there, okay. there, there were yeah. there were better units there and there have been better units. So you can be a better unit. It, and you know you you know you can try to be a better unit and you, and you know even if you're maybe if you're not necessarily okay, maybe at the end of the at the end of the season you may look up and okay, you're maybe your all your numbers aren't better, but you produced when you needed to at every moment that you needed to or near every moment that you needed to, and you were the kind of offense that was complementary to your defense, then you are a better offense. And, um, you know, they average a few fewer points a game, but, you know, they're more consistent. You know, and they close out games and they can run the ball better. And uh yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean the Yeah, it's definitely the mindset to have. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say the in addition to some of the running woes, the one thing that stood out to me was that um they were very they, they did seem to be kind of boomer bust, you know, like they, they really lived off the big play, maybe weren't able to grind out the eight, nine, ten uh play drives that, that you need sometimes when you know you face better defenses. Um, so you know, I mean that you're you're right. I mean it's year two, teams have more film, but also it's kind of incumbent on that unit and that that staff to see find ways to evolve uh the, the group as a whole. Um but, yeah, I mean, I think that there's obviously definitely high expectations for both sides of the ball. Um, there's Obviously, uh, there's the knowledge and kind of the, you know, the expectation from what we saw with last year's offense. But obviously, um, the talent on defense and kind of the reputation of Big Man Joe leaves you with, uh, you know, you know, you know know thinking that there could be some big things on that side of the ball as well. Um, so we'll see, um, again, uh, still a lot of time before training camp, for the season starts. Uh all—it's all, it's, it's all fun to kind of throw around, throw around, kind of give our thoughts and our projections uh, to the games. Really matter, so that's what we'll keep on doing until we get to training camp and get to the season. All right, well, that yeah. brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins and Death podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, as always, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, give your thoughts below. Uh, subscribe to the Miami Herald as well. And we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Um, I think. Next week, we have the Startup Owners Meetings. So uh, Mike McDaniel, some other coaches around the league, maybe some owners are going to be talking uh, from Phoenix. Uh, We're going to recap that, as well as any other free agency moves, news that may pop up in between then. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. But until then, you guys take care. See you. Bye.